Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. All right, this is part seven in our Young Adult series. We're going to talk about five key concepts I wish I understood better as a young adult. And I'm going to share them with you on this episode. All right, let's go. The first concept that I wish I understood as a young adult is compound interest and compounding in general. One of the things that I, I wish I understood was that concept between a penny doubled every day for 30 days or a million dollars. If I gave you a, an offer and I said, hey, do you want a penny doubled every day for 30 days or a million dollars? What are you going to choose? A lot of people are going to choose the million dollars. But truthfully, if you took the penny that doubled every day, you'd have $5,368,709.12. That's a huge difference. And the difference is between compounding and compound interest. So by compounding and having that doubling effect, we're getting that, uh, that huge value. And the same thing happens when you're investing. If you're taking something and you're earning interest on it, and then you earn interest on the money that you've created, and that, that continues to grow as well, you end up getting compound interest. Now there's a rule out there called the rule of 72. When you divide something by 72, that is the, and you use the interest rate, that is how long it takes you to double your money. So if you had 72 and you divided by eight, it should take you nine years to double your money. That means if you earn 8% interest compounded, you should be able to double your money in nine years. All right, let's keep going. So compounding is important. It's what you want in your investments. It's what you want rather than simple interest is compound interest. Okay, number two, real assets versus paper assets. I wish I understood the difference. So paper assets are stocks. They're bonds. They are paper that you can get from different financial institutions. They sound really good. They're great because a lot of people understand them. They're commonly uh, used. They are uh, things that people talk about as part of the financial instruments that are available in the world. But there are also real assets. Real assets like gold, silver. There are real assets like land. There are real assets like commodities, like oil. There are real assets like houses and apartment buildings. There are real assets like businesses, okay? Those are real assets. You want to earn and own real assets. That's the key. Paper assets are okay, but they're not as good as real assets. Why? Real assets are durable. They last for generations. They can continue to pay you and pay you over time. Paper assets are great, but they also can increase and decrease in value suddenly. You could start off with a portfolio 
that let's say you had a thousand dollars and somebody is telling you that the stock market earns eight percent a year well what that could mean is that your thousand dollars goes up 50 percent in one year and then it goes down 50 percent in another year and then it goes up five percent or ten percent in the third year and then in the fourth year it goes up another you know twenty percent well in four years or five years you could still end up with a thousand dollars and you could still have a rate of eight percent people don't tell you that okay so it's especially when people are selling you something so make sure you understand the difference between real assets and paper assets okay the third concept we're going to talk about good debt bad debt opportunity debt good debt is debt that helps you to earn money you could borrow funds to help you to get an education that helps you to get a better income okay i would still call that good debt you would have good debt that helps you to buy a rental property that creates monthly income and creates an asset for you on your balance sheet that continues to earn okay that's good debt bad debt Bad debt is you take money and you, you put it on there because you have to keep paying for parking every month and you haven't paid off that debt so it continues to grow and um, it really isn't helping you to do anything. It's bad debt. You've put that on your credit card, not helpful for you. The last type of debt that people don't really understand is opportunity debt. You can apply for credit. That could be a line of credit, not necessarily a credit card that you can use to buy good debt in the future. That is something that I would call opportunity debt. The interest on that debt can be written off. It's a tax deduction, okay? Whereas usually bad debt, you can't write off the interest. Good debt, you can write off the interest. And so if you're taking opportunity debt, moving it to good debt, oftentimes you can write off the interest. Now, it just depends on what you're doing with it. If you are, for example, using it to buy a house that's a rental property or into a business, that, then that can be written off. In other cases, like uh, for education, you know, that necessarily wouldn't be written off. And also it depends on what you're doing with that, uh, with that debt. So opportunity debt, good debt, bad debt, you want to understand the differences between them and how you can apply that to your life. Just make sure that you have good debt and opportunity debt. Fourthly, you need to understand the difference between income and wealth and understand net worth. Income is what you make every month. Wealth is what your value is. It's your net worth. When you take all your assets and you add them up and you take up all your liabilities and add them up, what you have in the end is your net worth. That net worth can grow over time. If you can measure it, you can increase it. Whenever you want to do something, let's say you want to lose weight, you need to know what you weigh today in order to lose weight. If you want to become more wealthy, you have to need to know what your net worth is. When you're just starting off as a young adult, you may not have any net worth maybe it's a couple hundred dollars but you need to understand what it is so that you can improve on it how can you improve on it well what what are you doing to inc uh, increase your net worth 
Are you buying shoes and selling shoes in order to get a, you know, increase in value and using that to do something else with it? So, you know, but you need to know what your income is. Okay, the income is comes in from jobs or other sources uh, every month. You need to know what your, your net worth is or what your wealth is. Okay, so there's a difference between the two and you need to understand what that difference is. Okay, the fifth key concept I wish I understood as a young adult is passive income. There is such thing as passive income. It's income that is earned not per hour of your work. You continue to make that money whether you are working or not. There are different ways that that can come in. So for example, a lot of people will understand, you know, you purchase a stock and it, there's a dividend associated with it. So sometimes you can get a dividend that's like 4% per year. Sometimes the dividend is 10 or higher. There are different types of stocks that have that. When you buy a thousand dollars worth of stock, you're going to get $40 over that year by owning that stock. Okay. That is passive income. You're going to earn that whether you're working on it or not, as long as you own it. The same thing happens when you own businesses or you own a rental property. Those are going to continue to pay you. Now, at the beginning when you own a business, you have to work in your business in order to be able to do that. And there's a difference between being self-employed and being a business owner. So self-employed is very similar to having a job. When you have a, have a job, you have to work in order to earn income. When you have a business or you have a rental property, it's going to continue to earn because you own it. Okay. And that takes time to do. You can leverage different ways to create passive income. You could start a business and have your friends working on that with you. They get paid income. You get paid what is uh, part of that business. And it, it requires you to creatively think. So passive income comes from business ownership, rental properties. It can come from dividends from stocks. Uh, there are other, other ways that you can get passive income, but I need you to think about that. How can you create those passive income sources? So there's some thinking that you've got to go back and do here for homework. I want you to go back. I want you to think of where do you get compound interest right now? Where are you getting compounding? What are real assets? What are paper assets that you could buy? Do you have good debt? Do you have bad debt? Do you have opportunity debt? Do you know what your net worth is? What is the income that you bring in every month? And do you have any passive income? And if you don't, how can you get passive income? How can you create those passive income sources? This has been Get Real Wealthy. You can learn more about me by going to getrealwealthy.com and we'll see you on the next episode of Get Real Wealthy. Make sure to check out getrealwealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to getrealwealthy.com.